Welcome to the Crimes Against Pop Culture Podcast. I'm Ricky. And I'm Jerry. Where each week we watch and discuss movies that Jerry has never seen, and occasionally some that I've never seen, but mostly Jerry. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Crimes Against Pop Culture. What Jerry said! <laughs> I shouldn't have to say this. That really should be me, but I always forget how we open the show. Because I always forget, because we have the intro at the beginning, and then... We, are, we have already introduced ourselves, so... All you have to say is, hey, welcome back. This is Crimes Against Pop Culture. You don't even have to say your names, because like you said, we already said them. So just yeah. say, like, how you doing? Okay. Either to me or to the audience or whatever. You know, we'll, we'll gab a little, and then we'll get into it. <laughs> gab? Gab. Is that like... Uh, Shoot the shit. Is that, is that like... Uh, what is it? Guff? Yeah, it's a little It's a little guffy. <laughs> Guff? I meant shit. Did you? Did you mean shit? Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Crimes Against Pop Culture, and I almost made Jerry do a spit take. I don't know what the hell I didn't was even do anything. No, I, but the voice, that was just perfect. What do you mean? That's I my, loved it. No, I loved it. That's my normal voice. This is how I talk. <laughs> this is how I talk. I'm not trying to out-talk out Thor. No, that was, that was spot on, sir. So yeah, so this is episode 106. Woo. So exciting. Do you know what we're watching today, Jerry? I do know what we're watching. <gasps> do you know what we're watching, Ricky? I have no clue. <laughs> Even though I, I think I may have said it the last podcast. Wait, for no, real? I, you don't know? I do. Of course I do. I have it on my screen. Hello. <laughs> With our fancy little setup here. That's right. So we are watching The French Connection. Or should okay. I say, oh, The French Connection. <laughs> <laughs> Every little breeze is a seed of Louise. I don't even know how that song goes. That's that's about it. All I know is Moulin Rouge. <laughs> that's the only French I know. Sacre bleu. Sa- uh, sacre bleu. <laughs> uh, sacre pink. <laughs> sacre brown. It's a very binary gender review. <laughs> I have no idea. You're the, you're the you're Mr. French over here. Didn't you take like 17 years of French in high school? I did, and I don't remember a lick of it. Come on. <laughs> Je m'appelle Jerry. Je m'appelle Gerard. Oh, sorry. Gerard. Or is it Jeremiah? No. No? no. Oh, There's okay. no such thing as Jeremiah in French. Okay. I'm just kidding. There probably is. <laughs> Two seconds in the podcast, and we're already up on a French tangent. <laughs> so, yeah. So, our movie today is French Connection, which is rated R. Ooh, that means it's good. That means it's going to have at least one fuck in it. <laughs> and I don't mean like physically. I mean verbally. <laughs> uh, the runtime for this movie is an hour and 44 minutes. So Ooh. a little bit on the long side Ooh. for an action movie, which I think is an action movie. I don't really know. Never seen it, so I don't know. I don't. I think it's considered, yeah, like a suspense thriller, but slash action movie. I know it's got like cars. That is what That is one of the things I've heard about this movie is that it has... One of it, it has been touted as having one of the greatest car chase scenes ever filmed. <gasps> ever? That's that's the word. I don't, you know, I can't vouch for that. We'll have to wait and see, what, you know, when we watch it. But that's what I've heard. Okay, so I guess we 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 will make note of that once the once the movie has been watched. That's right. So this movie came out in the year nineteen seventy one. No one was alive. Back no then. one. Well, at least we weren't alive. <laughs> we weren't even twinkles in our parents' eyes yet. Ew. So it was October 9th, actually, October 9th of 1971, directed by Mr. William Friedkin. 
That name sounds familiar. What else has he done? Well, I, the two notable movies that I was able to pull out are To Live and Die in L.A. Heard of it, never saw it. Never seen I don't need me neither. Mm. I, is it a Bond movie? It's not a Bond movie, is it? Wait, wait say it again. To Live, to and, live die and Die in LA? In LA. No, 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 right? No, okay. not a Bond movie. It sounds like it should be a Bond movie. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it, it would be too localized to be a Bond movie. You know, Bond, Bond movies are usually international. True. What if we What if we change it to like To Live and Die in the greater area of Britain? <laughs> in the British Isles. To Live and Die in the Western Hemisphere. <laughs> To live and die in not L.A. <laughs> Everywhere but L.A. Everywhere but L.A. <laughs> he also directed, boom, 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 The Exorcist. That's where I've heard the name. Which, That's by the I way, heard. I know a lot of people tout it as the scariest movie of all time, but I don't find it all that scary. Well, I find it funny, actually. Interesting. I, I've never heard funny <laughs> describing uh, The Come Exorcist. Come on, you got a child pissing herself. You got a child walking backwards like a crab. Like, <laughs> Silly girl. Again, going back to uh, our discussion of Citizen Kane from the last episode, I think it has a lot to do with the time period. That's true. And the fact that um, the movie at the time was groundbreaking. No one had seen stuff like that. That's true. That's true. And I would assume that the devil imagery or Satan imagery probably played a lot into that. Because I think up to that point, no one had ever done that. I, I don't know if no one had ever done it, but n- no, no one ever <laughs> has done it ever before. <laughs> I don't, I don't think any um, movie as mainstream as that had um, had hit, like had become popular. That's true. It really, I think it really put that whole um, that whole idea of Satanism and demonic possession, and you know how scary all that can be. Put it up in the in, in people's front of mind. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it really brought the idea to the forefront of, of the collective. I would say it's even groundbreaking. I mean, think about yeah. all the movies that spawned from that one. Oh, absolutely. And I heard that the sequels were not that great either. I heard the Ooh, sequels yeah. were kind of horrible. No, I, I think there was a definite <laughs> drop off yeah. after the first. It tends to happen with most horror movies. Mm-hmm. So this movie was written by Mr. Ernest Tidyman. Tidyman? The, uh, never mind. Uh, I was going to make a stupid Marie Kondo joke. but it, Who's Marie Kondo? Marie Kondo is that one from, um, she had a Netflix series. I forget what it was called, but she was all about like decluttering your life. Oh, the Japanese lady. Sparked, yeah, if something doesn't didn't spark joy in your life. Yeah, you threw it away. It. Yeah. Because he's a tidy man, so you know, That's why I didn't say anything because it's stupid. I don't have it. I, I was waiting for you to tell the joke. I don't have a joke. I was going to try to come up with one on the fly. Oh. This is how good I am at improv. Oh, so good. <laughs> Jerry, I laughed so hard. I nearly spit my milk out. I'm not drinking milk. Anyways, the, the, the screenplay was actually based on the book by Robin Moore. I, never read, I didn't realize there was a book. So I need, do we need, do, should we read the book? Do we have to read I, the book? Is I it mandatory? Think so. I mean, it might, it might be one of those situations where the book maybe delves a little more into the details of whatever the story is going to. Oops, whatever the story is going to be. Stop hitting your mind. Professional. Um, you know, just kind of like yeah. For the most part, books tend to have more detail and and really flesh out the the environment and the atmosphere of the the story more than a movie does because so going based off of that i just i never read jurassic park the book Mm -hmm. i saw the movie Mm -hmm. 
I never realized how spoilers if you haven't seen Jurassic Park since <laughs> it came out twenty thirty thousand years ago. It's going on thirty years. Anyways, bro. Um, I didn't because in in the movies Hammond doesn't die. He lives. He goes on to live. He dies of natural causes. I think in two. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he made it to three. But was I don't he remember. Alive in two? I think he might have been alive in the Lost World, but he was. Well, okay, so he was definitely he had definitely passed away by the time Jurassic World came out because there was that statue yeah. in his honor. I don't I don't know exactly though in in the timeline according the cinematic timeline right in this exactly in the in the JCU <laughs> in the JPCU JPCU <laughs> uh, he he ends up dying of natural causes but right. in the book he actually he dies at the at at, at the end of the first the book end, yeah. He, well, in the book too, he's he's more of a villain. I not more of a villain, but he's like, he's he's not as grandfatherly and nice as he's portrayed in the movie. Yeah, same he's with kind the of books. he's kind of a dick. He's a little bit of a dick. I in need the to book. read the books then. Yeah, I Jurassic Park, the actual novel, is one of my all time favorite books. Because um, I remember just the experience I had with that book was, I read it on one trip to and from San Francisco. So, during the drive. While well, you were driving? No, no, no. So I was a kid. I was, you know. I don't you know were driving when you were a kid? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was in the back seat, curled up, dude. Just completely curled up in the back seat and just tore through this novel. And I was riveted by it and just you apparently know, when jerry was a little he there was no rules he could just drive and drink well and and drive from the back seat can you read. imagine that like that one douche that got in trouble for it recently um anyway that's another story um but yeah so it there are some significant differences between the novel and the movie obviously um and i think the novel is just uh it's its own unique experience there are a lot yeah, of things of obviously that parallel it right but as as you can imagine, just like I said, the world is just so much better fleshed out um, that it, it it's a different experience. That's that's all I'm going to really say. But. Well, yeah, it goes with anything. But I just it's it's a it's a it's a fact that I didn't like I said I never read the book, so I didn't realize that it's kind of a blank spot. It skewed then. off from the movie so much, and actually, I'm just going to go ahead and just buy the book. I mean, I wouldn't say it skews. You know, significantly or really, you know, just so. Well, I mean, a main character. So well, yeah, because he doesn't really come out. Hammond doesn't come out in the other movies. He has right. No real, his, yeah, his, the the actor right. and character. In fact, I think hadn't uh, Richard Attenborough died by then? But it's not oh, the second movie came out. I don't know when he, when he passed away. Not sure. But um, but yeah, and the, and like his survival or his appearance in any sequels probably just have been superfluous like yeah you know what i mean like, it wouldn't have been needed so um but yeah they're jerry with the big word <laughs> superfluous superfluous thank you very much um not only that but the 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 other thing i remember about the novel too is that it um it incorporates diagrams into the story and not a whole lot but in it's just enough so that it it flavors the story as it progresses. So you know how Malcolm, Ian Malcolm, talks about chaos theory? Well, he goes into a lot more detail in, uh, into it. The character does, goes into a lot more detail about it in the book. And the header, um, the header? Or like <laughs> the... Header. The, the, the 
I guess, title page for each section of the book. It's kind of divided into different sections. Has a progressively more complex diagram of what a fractal curve looks like. And so it it lends it's so oh it's I'm I'm nerding out right now but it's it it, Nerd. Gives, it gives you a sense of like foreboding and um you know it it foreshadows just the shit show that becomes the island. Jesus, Jerry, what the hell? Did you eat your like Wheaties this morning? Uh, dude, I'm telling Fractals you. Fractals and I'm telling you. I dude, I progressively love that book. I and when the movie came out, I must have seen it like easily 7 or 8 times in the theater. And that's not a lot, honestly, because I know I know friends who have seen it. Like Corey, she I'm sure she saw it. Oh, I I don't think I watched in it the though. double digits at least. I, in the I think I watched it once in the theater, but I, every time it comes on, I have to watch it. Like it's so good. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, it's one of those so movies good. that no matter what, where in the movie it is, like you I sit need down to watch and watch. It. Yeah. yeah, there are some movies that I, I'll see on TV, and I'm like, ah, dude, we need. I tell Teresa, stop watching it because it's no. There's no. <laughs> They cut out all the good parts. Like, there's sometimes, like, uh, uh, what was it? Days and Confused, I think it was. She was watching the other day. And I go, we can probably find it online, like, uncut. Like, it's not going to be formatted to the TV, and it's not. they're not going to cut out the cuss words and just stuff like that you, you shouldn't watch like, on TV. Watch right. it, like, on, on stream it online. Cause mm-hmm. it's, or find your DVD somewhere and find it. Put, put it in, the, in your player and start watching it. Because there's no – I hate watching those kinds of – like, anything that's rated R – I can't watch on TV. No. You can't. It's pointless. But Jurassic Park is like, what, PG-13? So mm-hmm. it's something that you can just sit there and I can just watch. And I Well, and, and the other thing, too, that the movie has going for it is that it became its own thing. So it became, you know, once the movie was released, I think it in and of itself became a cultural touchstone. So there are lines from the movie that aren't in the book that, you know, have survived. Yeah. Like, shooter and, oh, clever girl and all that shit. You know what I mean? Like... It's just what was that again, Jerry? Uh, shooter, and a clever girl. You know that was Muldoon, dude. Come on, <laughs> nerd. No, it's, I, have a, I have a quick. I'm, I have I'm a quick. A, story. I'm a big Jurassic Park fan. Although I'm a bad Jurassic Park fan because I haven't seen like the last. Is it two? I know I saw Jurassic World, but I haven't seen. No, I think it's just Lost Kingdom. I think. I think that's it. That's it. Okay, yeah. so I haven't seen. Lost and they Kingdom haven't. Yet. They're. I think they're. They're working on, on the, the next third. one. Okay. I think. I don't know. So I need to, I need to watch Lost Kingdom. Um, back in the day when it was out in the theaters, my uh, friend of mine, we, his name is Mike, Mikey, and Mike, we, Mike, we were Mike, like, let's Mike, go, Mike, 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 let's go watch Jurassic Park. And it's like, okay, so let's go. I had never seen it. So we go. Had your voice not changed yet? Was we that? We were like, let's go to the movies <laughs> and watch Jurassic Park. Let me ask my mother. I, I got him this time, guys. He spit take that time. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we go and we're sitting there, and then like right before that scene where uh, the immaculate uh, Samuel L. Jackson bites the big one. Ah, yes. When he goes to try to turn on the power to the the power generator, mm-hmm. whatever the hell it was. The grid. Yeah. The grid, yeah. So my buddy gets up. He's like, "I gotta go to the bathroom." I'm like, "Okay." Didn't think anything of it. So I'm sitting there watching the movie, and as most of you know. The way you find out that Mr. Samuel Jackson has not survived <laughs> this particular movie. Such a great scene. Is that, uh, I forget her name. Um, uh, she was Ellie in the movie. Ellie. Uh, Laura Dern. Laura Dern's character is backing up into like these pipes God or damn, you know what I'm it was. I'm a fucking nerd. I, just, I can't believe I came up with that. And as she bumps into it, a hand falls down 
And she like she's like oh she's like she's like she she now his name I don't remember in the movie. I don't remember Mr. Mr. Something. She goes oh Mr. Such and Such, and I'm so glad. And she turns, and when she turns, his whole arm comes with it, unattached from a body. There's no body, just an arm. And at that exact moment, my buddy decides that he's gonna grab me by the shoulder <gasps> and scream into my ear, and I nearly shat myself. The fuck. Mikey, not knowing that Mr. Mikey, Mikey Nguyen, you son of a bitch, and you follow me on, we follow each other on Instagram. So if you ever find this, I hope you listen to this. Hey, shoot him a message and say you, you get a shout out in our latest episode, sir. Are an you need asshole. To listen to this. You absolutely are. Because he asshole. had already seen the movie, so he knew exactly oh. what was going on. Okay, that makes it even more egregious. Because I was about to ask you, was it a coincidence? Was he just fucking with you kind of like, but if he had already seen it and knew exactly what he was doing, fuck him. That son that of a bitch. That is a total dick that move. That son of a bitch knew what he was doing. <laughs> and little brown Mexican Ricky, who barely who barely spoke a lick of English, had just come over from Mexico. Shut up. You did not. <laughs> <laughs> Scare the crap out of me. And I talk like this for the rest of the night. Dude, that yeah. total dick move. Yeah, <laughs> but to be fair, probably something a twelve-year-old Jerry would have done to twelve-year-old Ricky. At exactly. So <laughs> shut your face, and I'll, I'll go more into a little more detail about that night because uh, it has nothing to do with the with anything we're talking about right now. But good times. Okay. Good times. <laughs> okay, so now that we can come back from that gigantic, what were we talking that about? Jurassic <laughs> tangent. <laughs> See what I did there? Brontosaurus-sized tangent. Love it. Um, the stars of the movie that we're watching today, which again, if you in case you forgot, because we were talking about something that wasn't connected to anything but our stupid nerdum, uh, is French Connection. The stars are actually Gene Hackman. Oh, I love Gene Hackman I don't know, so much. He retired, huh? He's completely retired Son from film. Yeah. Gene Hackman, if you listen to this, come back. <laughs> Let's come shoot back. him a message and send him this. <laughs> Gene Hackman, I'll never let go. <laughs> he plays the titular character. Oh, you oh. Like Jimmy Doyle. We also have... Wait, 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 wait. wait. Uh, Jimmy Doyle. How is he the titular character? Isn't he the titular character? Uh, no, he's the lead character. Oh, did I use that wrong? Character. The titular character would mean like his name is in his the name title. His name is in the title. So I well, thought he's French. Okay. And but he's connected. <laughs> so French connection... But I Boom. thought his name Confirmed. was going to be something like Jimmy French or oh. something like that. It's Jimmy French Connection Doyle. <laughs> That's what Dang it. It. That was his mob name. It's a terrible mob name. Dang it. <laughs> uh, the other, another actor we have is Mr. Roy Shark in My Pants Scheider. <laughs> Shark in My Pants. <laughs> that's, not, that's not his nickname. I love that. He plays Buddy Russo. We also have a Fernando Rey. He plays oh. Alan Charnier. 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 Well, if it happens if it happens to be French, it's probably Charnier. Charnier? Charnier. I don't think he's French though. Oh. Well, well okay, sorry. Fernando Rey is not French. No, but his character. But his is character, probably. yes, yes. I don't know how to f- speak French. Well take it from a guy who took seventeen years of French. Yes. <laughs> See, now I'm pulling that card. <laughs> okay, so, Mr. J- uh, I know that the the top two we all know, right? Gene Hackman. 
But in case you don't know who he is, his other credits for movies are Superman, mm. Superman Dos, mm-hmm. Young Frankenstein. Oh, my God. I forget him in that. I know. It, it's such a great, just short scene, but he's so fucking good in it. Right? Yeah. And then we have Hoosiers, which I've never seen. I've never seen Hoosiers either. I think that's about the basketball, mm-hmm. b-ball. Yeah. I don't know. Superman uh, 4. Yes. And the quest for the golden snitch, or what is it? The fuck <laughs> is quest it? for peace. Is, it, is that what it's called? I, I knew it had like a subtitle. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was crossing my, uh, my, nerd, my nerd fandoms there. <laughs> don't cross the IPs, man. <laughs> I you know not. what Jeez. happens when you cross the IPs. Someone's going to be like, hey, uh, the snitch is in Harry Potter. How dare you? I hate you now. No, honestly, speaking of crossing the IPs, it just popped into my head because you said that. Or I said that. Whatever. One of my favorite t-shirts of yours is that one that says, hey, it's R2-D2. I loved him in Star Trek. And it's a picture of a Dalek. <laughs> no, it's a Dalek. It's Bender. It's uh Oh, no, I haven't seen that one. No, the yeah. one I'm talking about is just a Dalek. It's, it's just by itself. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, it's it's so good. It's just, I, I need you to wear that shirt more. So just to piss piss off the fanboys the one, in the outside the on one the i'm outside. thinking about it's uh these aren't the drawers that you're looking for and then it's got it's of course it's c3po and r2d2 looking at a lineup right and the lineup yeah, is that one's Dalek, good too. yeah uh, bender uh i can't remember the two that, that are on wasn't there. one of them from like uh lost in space or something like that it's I don't uh, remember. danger will robinson danger maybe i, I haven't seen that i the t-shirt somewhere in my room uh, those those are great but especially that one, like, crossing right. the ip one. Oh my god i love that stuff. that's funny yeah, I, I used to get like, I used to get looks. People wouldn't say like, anything. Honestly, yeah. Who would look at you and give you some sort of stank eye just based like, on a stupid T-shirt? <laughs> well, I think what it is you're is not, that the, you're the not shirt, the joke, the shirt looks like it's like, like looks like it looks like something I would make. Like it's not, it doesn't look like it's it professional. Yeah. yeah. So I think they like, <laughs> give me that look, like. Shut up. This fucking idiot over here. Yeah. Kiss my ass. That's what I say. <laughs> Mother. Anyway. That should be the back. KMA. Right? What does KMA stand for? Is that another do- Is that another droid? Yeah. It's right in my pants. <laughs> here, let me show you. The droid in my pants. The droid, the droid that's in the back of my pants. <laughs> it's got a crack in the hole. <laughs> Jerry, stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, other movies that Mr. Heckman is known for. <laughs> Mississippi Burning, which I've never seen. I haven't seen that either. Uh, the Unforgiven. I have seen that one. I've never That's seen a, that. Dude, that is a great movie. Isn't that like a cowboy movie? Yeah, it's one of uh, Eastwood's last cowboy movies. I didn't realize that Heckman, Heckman did a porn. A what now? Yeah, he's in The Firm. <laughs> oh, get it? Because, my, you know. I kid, I kid. The firm is not a porno. <laughs> it's a movie by John Grisham. Grisham. Well, this, the, it's a movie based on a book by Grisham. By yeah. Grisham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually read that book, but I've never actually seen the movie. I don't think I've read the book or seen the movie. Um, isn't the firm? Isn't that the one with the uh, Tom? <laughs> I'm in love with Katie Holmes. I'm in love with Katie Holmes. I Cruz. love Scientology. I that whole time I was humming, I was. <laughs> trying to come up with his I was trying I couldn't I kept coming up with all the other Toms and he's his name was not one of them until <laughs> Tom the end. Tom Jones, Tom Green, Tom and Jerry. Jesus. <laughs> I'm a dumb man. 
<laughs> he also came out in White Earp. I don't remember in White Earp. Well, White Earp was the well, Tombstone was the Kurt one with Kurt Russell. Russell. Tombstone was the one with Kurt Russell. Uh, Wyatt, they did make another okay, okay, separate okay, movie okay. called White Earp. Yeah. Okay. Then which one was the one with White Earp? I mean, it's it's the story of of Wyatt Earp and the OK Corral shootout at the OK the Corral. Heck you yeah, say. No, a movie called Wyatt Earp about Wyatt Earp. But wow. I'm saying to differentiate it from Tombstone is it was my point. My question was, do you remember who like who was in who else was Wyatt in Earp? it? No, okay. I, I, I've never seen Wyatt Earp. The Quick and the Dead. Did you see that one? Sharon Stone. No. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, The Quick and the Dead. Was that Sharon Stone's like I just one, said her if name. not? One of her, one of the few, if not the only Western she was in. I think that was it. I don't remember that. No, no, no. She was her Western was called. Well, you're obviously. I mean, she was obviously in The Quick and the Dead. Yes. But her. Never mind. I. You know what? I thought. I was thinking Rawhide for some reason, but that was a television Rawhide. series. Rawhide. Yeah. So never mind. Nah, so nah, I, I no, take it all back. Nothing? No. Sure. Yes. Can I delete that? No. <laughs> Damn Keep it. it in. Make sure I look like an idiot. <sighs> Shouldn't be too hard. So apart from the <laughs> quick and the dead, we also have a Crimson Tide. Oh, I haven't seen that. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Isn't that that's right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. <laughs> so Crimson Tide's a submarine movie. Mm-hmm. And we you you sent me a text or I sent you a text about it. And you said you hadn't seen it. I think I sent it to you because I they were talking about it on one of the podcasts. And then you also haven't seen The Hunt for Red October. Correct. How many of those are there? Like the pair movies. movies? No, 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 no. Pair movies. I think they came out. Didn't they come out around the same time? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, same thing with Ants and Bugs Life. Ants, Bugs Life. Volcano and... Uh, Dante's, Dante's Peak. Peak. Yeah. Um, I wonder... Armageddon and Deep Impact. Yeah, I remember that. That was a big one. Armageddon, I think, won that war by like a landslide. Mm. Won it only by... A landslide. Well, won it only based on box office. Which of the two is a better movie? Eh, Probably Deep Impact. First of all, who's got Ben Affleck in it? (sighs) Who's got Liv Tyler in it? You're not... I was going to say Bruce Willis, but no one gives a shit about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got... Fuck. Michael Duncan Clark. Clark. Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. David Keith. Keith David. What's his name? I still don't know what the fuck that guy's name is. <laughs> the guy that you... The guy that you accosted at... Uh, what was it? Some con that we went Some to. Some anime. No, it wasn't. A, it was Comic-Con. It, was like, it, it was, wasn't Comic-Con. We it was like Kamikaze. Yeah. Poor man, okay. he was just trying to go home, and Jerry was like, "Hey, sign my stuff." I got my picture. I didn't take my picture. Me. I just wanted a picture. And he sign my his. boobies. He was so nice and gave me a picture. So I can nice. Why well, he was? He was. He was really I would have nice. slapped. I would have shut the fuck up. Been here all fucking day. God damn it! Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I just want to go get a cheeseburger. <laughs> Do the voice. Do the voice. Do the voice. Which voice? So one. That voice. Stupid you know, that one from that one movie. For the show, you know. Ah, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Come on. We can get all through right. this. Uh, he was also in Get Shorty, which was one of my all-time favorite movies. 
Shut up. You've seen it. We've seen it together. Did we? Didn't we? Get Shorty. That's the one with uh, not Stallone. Hold on. Uh, you are really struggling today. God damn you? it. I am like drawing a blank on these actors. I can see his face. He does that that science religion. The science, science, the science a bunch. Science. We need to reformat your brain. Science and stuff. Science and friends. I think it's what it's called. The League of Sciences. Mm-mm. Science and the quest for the holy golden snitch. You're way off. Si- si- silenced. Silence. Si- science. Would you like me to help you? Yes. Scientology. Scientology. Uh-huh. It was on the tip of my tongue. I know. What the hell okay. is his name? He's bald now. Uh huh. He was in. He was in Face Off. Yeah. Face. Off. Face. Face. Off. With uh, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> what? Jesus Christ. I totally... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, my God. I can see his face. His name is John Travolta. Yay! <laughs> so, Get Shorty is with John Travolta, <laughs> Rene Russo. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Gene Hackman. Okay. He's that, like, mob... He's, like, not a... Not a mob boss. He's like a, he's a mafioso. He's, he's a, a consigliere. Something like that. <laughs> and somehow he gets into the into the um, movie business. Mm-hmm. You've never seen it? I don't. I could have sworn we saw it together. That's one, That's the only reason why I'm, I'm like shocked. Not that you haven't seen something because you haven't seen anything. But I could have sworn. And we even like we, we got so excited for the sequel. And then the sequel like sucked ass. Maybe it's the sequel I'm thinking of that I've never seen. Because I know the sequel had like The Rock. Right. Like it tried to like get and all it was these like, like 20 big years actors. later, wasn't it? No, like, it wasn't that long. No? It, was a, it wasn't like two or three years, but it, it was like five or six. Oh, shit. <laughs> and bad. then like The Rock plays as a gay actor, like gay cowboy actor. Oh, okay. I think. I. Well, here's the thing. So at this point, it's been so long since I've seen Get Shorty. Watch it again. I mean, we could probably watch it again, and it'll be a brand new experience for me. Jesus. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, the Mister Casting Aspersions over here who can't remember fucking John Travolta being in Science and the Golden Snitch. <laughs> you have no room to talk. First of all, it was Science and the Quest for the Holy Golden Snitch. Don't put your glasses on in a huff. Bitch. <laughs> Can I finish this goddamn list, please? Okay. There's still like 17 more films. Please proceed. Actually, there's only like four. He was also in The Birdcage, yes. which I love because I love Nathan Lane. Uh, Enemy of the State. You remember that one with Will Smith? <gasps> yes. I do oh, remember Oh, so good. Uh, by the way, just real quick, you might want to put Birdcage on the list. You've never seen the Birdcage? Sorry, I have to act like that all the time. I don't, but I don't think I shouldn't. so. Yeah. Nathan Lane is in that, right? Yeah, I just said that. Oh, you did? I said Nathan Lane's in it, and I love him. Uh, the bird. Kage. What else? You know, that you? might be that might be a good one to watch uh, this month. Maybe up next. That now that it's Pride Month. Well, we have uh, Dirty Dancing next. Well, we can switch the order when it's not. Can we? Stuff. Can we, Jerry? Can we switch the order? You know how hard it is to switch the order of a podcast. Yeah, not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> I'm not really good with it with Excel. 
No, not mission. Misses. Oh, that's why I was missing two S's. Hold on, I'm adding stuff to the list. This is all going to be part of the podcast. I'm not taking any of this out. While Ricky is adding that to the list. <laughs> Jerry, do like a little thing sound. Is the firm? So would the firm be on the list? Um, is that enough? Is that good enough? Is that pop culturally enough? I'll leave that one up to you. Then no. What we've seen, white. Oh, I seen. Have I seen? I don't think I've seen White Earth. Mm-mm. Well, I don't know now. I'll put on the list. I know I've case. seen Tombstone for sure. I'll be your Huckleberry. So I've seen that several that's times. Where, that's where Angel White Earth, <laughs> but White Earth I have not. Crimson Tide's already on the list. Uh, God, I can't believe I'm putting this on the list. I I could have sworn we've seen this already. Get Shorty. No, separated two words. What are you doing? Enemy State. Okay. He was also in. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Three, two, one. He was also in a heist. The heist? With Ed Norton. Did we see that? I've seen it. But have you? Does it, does it say what year? Uh, no, I didn't put years or anything. I just, mm. I just made a list. And now that I'm looking at my list, I'm realizing I didn't finish my homework. So in this one, so it's, Gene Hackman, Ed Norton. I, I I think this is the one. Um, he plays like a. Or am I thinking of a different movie? Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. The movie I'm thinking about has the Ed Norton in it, and I now that I'm now that I'm kind of like remembering, I I think it's uh Al Pacino, not Al Pacino. Uh, I swear to God, I'm the worst <laughs> movie person in the history of movies. It's a good thing we do a movie podcast. God damn it. What's his name? He was in. I hate when you do this because then you fucking you like throw me the rope and then I hang myself <laughs> and then you gleefully laugh I don't and smile. I'm trying to help you. OK. A lot of times I'm not helping you, but I'm he trying to help in, you now. He was in the therapy movie. Analyze this. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. With Ed Norton. Yeah. Or with Gene Hackman. Well, and that I think it's with with. Robert De Niro. I almost forgot his name again. Oh, my God. Ed Norton plays a mentally challenged person, Mm -hmm. but he's not. He's just playing that way in order to get into this, uh, like, building. Oh. Where they're trying to steal, like, a a scepter that's inside of a piano. Okay. So that might be heist, then. Or the heist, if it's the heist. Okay. Um. And I just when you you first said mentally challenged Ed Norton, I thought maybe you were talking about Primal Fear. No, that's with uh, Gene Richard 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 Gear. Yeah, the gerbil guy. (laughs) Yes, the gerbil guy. And we're sitting here the whole time, like, oh, I wonder what the when we both have like fucking computers that we can look at. Oh yeah, huh? (laughs) It's more fun this way. For who, Jerry? For who? For everyone involved. (laughs) <laughs> heist. Okay, I have never seen the heist actually, or heist. Sorry. At least I don't think so. It is not with Ed Norton. Is Gene Hackman it's in Gene it? Gene Hackman's okay. in it. No, I know Gene Hackman's in it. Okay. Well, in never mind. <coughs> Danny DeVito and Delor, uh, Delroy Lindo are in it. Okay. Are in it. And Sam Rockwell's in it. Oh, Ricky Jay is in it? What the fuck? 
Do I know I Ricky J? I know Sam Rockwell. Who's Ricky, Ricky J? Is the card the card guy the, with the card tricks? Oh, did he pass kinda away short, not too long yeah, ago? Yeah, kind of like droopy eyes, older beard. Yes. Yeah. 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 I okay. could say something Anyways. about Ricky J, but I'll, I'll refrain. Was he in an episode of the X Files? He was in a very good episode of the X Files, actually. But since you asked, I confirmed it. But that's all I'm going to say. Okay, Jerry, go ahead and tell us your little story about. No, that's X-Files. it. He was just—he was in a really good episode. What of the was X-Files. the episode? What was the number? What was? I thought. Okay, I don't remember all that. But he plays a magician, and um. He pulls off. You know, I don't want to give it away because it's actually a really good episode. And there's kind of a twist ending. So, so you heard you heard you heard it here first. Go watch (laughs) X-Files. It's a brand new show that's on Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Has some no name actors like uh, David Duchovny and uh, Gillian Anderson. Good. I was going to say Jacobs, but that is definitely not her. For all the trouble you've had with, like, right? John Travolta. God damn. <laughs> I feel so dumb. I think I'm hungry. That's what it is. All right. I need to go eat. Okay. So the final movie that Mr. Hackman was in is the Royal. Well, at least I don't know if it's the last one that he was in. It's the last one on my list that I saw. Mm-hmm. It's the Royal Tenenbaums, which oh, is a good movie. Oh, love that That's movie. a good movie. And then Roy Scheider, who was also Mr. Famous. I only recognize three of the movies. Mm-hmm. Jaws, Jaws 2, and Blue Thunder. Now, Blue Thunder, mm-hmm. we were discussing it, but I don't remember if it was on one of our new podcasts or if this is an old podcast that I, because I'm going back through the podcast, uh-huh. where I was talking about a movie with uh, with Clint Eastwood, Eastwood, uh-huh. but that was a movie about a uh, plane, like one of those Blackbird planes. Yeah. And we kept referring to Thunder something, and it's a Thunder helic- Wolf. Yeah, but it was like, but it it was actually Blue Thunder, which was a helicopter movie, which stars Roy Scheider. Oh, and the movie we were talking about during the podcast was a movie with Clint Eastwood about a plane, and I still can't remember what the fuck the name of the movie was. (laughs) Well, that's good that you brought it up. Then I could have, I should have just looked it up and said this was a movie. I think it was Firefox. Okay, that sounds Firefox. familiar. That sounds familiar. Not, uh, I was thinking about it right now. <laughs> Which for some, why the fuck Firefox came in their head and not John Travolta like five minutes ago? I'll never fucking understand because my brain is stupid. <laughs> Your brain works in mysterious Ugh. ways, sir. <laughs> Anyways, but yes, Royal Tannenbaums. Oh my god, such such good. Oh, but we had already moved on from that. Um, yeah. so Roy Scheider. Roy, Roy Scheider. Scheider. Do you remember his name? I know he's been in movies, but I don't know any, anything that. Anyone would remember. I mean, I, I've never, I haven't even seen Jaws two. We saw Jaws obviously for this podcast, but um, I don't think I've seen Blue Thunder. Are we gonna Are we gonna finish off the Jaws series? <laughs> That's Jaws two, Jaws three D, and Jaws four: The Revenge. That's up to you. La revancha. La lancha revancha. Is that the Spanish word for revenge? Isn't it revancha? Isn't it revancha? Oh. Might be. I don't know. That's that's one that Jerry, you're you're I know. That's that's the one that's missed. Come me. on, man. Well, because I know like You're ben- more Mexican than I am when it comes to <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> I know venganza is Vengeance. Vengeance, but I thought that was the word for revenge as well. No, that's revanja. Because you I don't re- think it's revanja. You redo it. <laughs> revenge in Spanish. Oops, not slang. Oh, it is. Venganza. Venganza. 
So, so what the hell is revanja? Revanja. Revanja. Rematch. I am so bad at Spanish. Which, I mean, it would fit for Jaws 3, right? The rematch? Yeah. Wouldn't it be a rematch? No, it's 3D. Uh, 3D. Jaws 3 is, Jaws 3 is 3, Jaws 3D. Okay, Jaws that's, 3D. That's so which one's name. the revenge? Part 4. Jaws oh, 4. Okay, so the Jaws revenge. 4, the revenge. Well, I guess it would not It would only be a, a rematch if it were against Shider or, or the fisherman's character. What's his name? Quint? Yes. And then you have Stephen. <laughs> I don't think there's... Who's Steven. the ophthalmologist. And then you have Dr. Strangelove, who is the marine biologist. Um... And you're, then you're talking about. Um, hold on, hold on. Greg, Greg is the. People are screaming at their devices right now. No one's screaming at their devices. No one's even listening. This is, no one listening to this is me. It's the same guy from. Are we talking about the third actor? Yes. The third guy on the, the boat. The oceanographer. Sam. He was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Billy. No. He was um, Mr. Holland's opus. Mr. Holland. No. Come on. The actor's name, dude. Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. That's who I was thinking of. Ted. Richard Dreyfus. I'm pretty sure it's Ted. Last name Talk. There's no Ted. Ted Talk. Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> so unless Scheider, Dreyfus, or um, what's his name that played the fisherman <laughs> quit, whatever. I don't care about his name. It wouldn't be a rematch. That was my point. That was a long road to get to that, to that <laughs> ending. <laughs> and I'm keeping it all in so oh you all Lord. have to suffer just like us. Okay, we need to end this. God damn it. <laughs> or at least pause it. I am super hungry, but... Ah, I just saw something. IMDb states that there's a, a French Connection 2. Oh. There was a sequel to this? I did not know that. Is Gene Hackman in that? I think so. Oh. Okay, so I'm going to leave the, the trivia stuff for after we watch the movie. I don't want to, since neither of us have, that's why I didn't, I think that's why I didn't finish my homework. Okay. I didn't want to spoil myself on anything that, any plot points that might be floating on imdb and honestly we've gone on long enough right so right now we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna pause this we're gonna go get something to eat because we're mm. starving and then we're gonna come whack come back and watch the movie come whack and come whack we're gonna come whack <laughs> someone some stranger whoever's hanging out so yeah so this is your chance if you're listening go watch the movie and then come back with us and talk revel revel in our glory <laughs> This podcast is already 44 minutes, Jerry. Jesus Christ. A lot of it's going to get cut out, I think, though. Unlike Jerry, most of you may have already seen the film we are about to discuss. For those of you who haven't, be forewarned that we are going to spoil the shit out of it. To make the podcast more enjoyable, please watch the film before you listen any further. And we are back. Ha ha ha! 
I don't know. La connexion française. What did you think? I liked it. And I, I, I'm not going to say I didn't like the ending, but I was not expecting that ending. And it yeah. was a bit abrupt. And a bit not what I wanted. Well, not what anyone wants. You kind of want closure when you're watching a movie, but. True. Yeah, it, it was. I don't want, again, like, I don't want to say unsatisfying. You don't want to poo-poo on the, on the ending? Yeah, because that gives it a really negative light. But, I mean, I, it, the movie ends, like, the credits start rolling, and I'm just sitting there going, like, wait, what? That's it? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Put a word to that kind of reaction. What would that be? <laughs> I don't know. But I, all I know is that you get like these title cards, and it's like, so and so was arrested and then let go. So and so was convicted but reduced sentence. And it was like, wait. So none of the none of the bad guys got like put away. Like, like the guy that did the most time was the the French actor. Yeah, and all he did was bring over a boat with a, a car with drugs in it i know he was probably like the guy least involved in yes. the whole thing and he, <laughs> he got, got like the more he had four years and like a federal <laughs> prison according to what the thing was saying <laughs> and then doyle and his partner uh cloudy were just they just got, they just reassigned. got reassigned yeah i mean yeah let's forget the fact that he killed somebody and, uh, we'll, and, we'll, by the way, and we'll get into that in a minute and, yeah and and i mean i don't know if he was directly responsible for the death of the first cop that they kept mentioning throughout the movie but he was definitely fucking firsthand responsible for the second oh, Jesus. one. <laughs> All right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so are we going to talk about our, our, our thoughts on the movie first, or are we going to do trivia? Okay, so I got a couple of things. Um, so essentially, like, there, there was this phrase that I heard, um, and it's part of my notes, but I'll bring it here up. I'll bring it up in the trivia just because... There's there's kind of an answer to it, but there was a, a, a phrase he kept using um, when he was arresting. Well, not when he was arresting, but when he was um, when he was shaking down, when he was tossing the bar. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you could say. When yeah, he was shaking he was down the shaking suspects. down the suspects in yeah. the bar. He used it a couple times at the very beginning. Uh, the the phrase is, did you ever pick your feet in Poughkeepsie? Or or aren't you aren't didn't you didn't you pick your feet in Poughkeepsie something to that effect? So that was that phrase was said multiple times. I yes, remember it hearing it twice. once. Okay, so it he was says said it twice. twice. Okay, so it was said. I think the first time he says it is when he's when they beat the shit out of that first perp. Mm-hmm. I am perp suspect just, or I, I innocent guess. bystander really. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's really tough to watch, especially like nowadays, like with all the shit that's going on in America with. Um, with the you know with black law people, enforcement black and, lives yeah, matter so african-americans yeah. and cops it's a it's a tough watch at that beginning of that movie because you sort of like you get an idea of what it was all the time right just for people that were where black. it was just business as usual yeah like, that was, like, was completely normal this is what yeah. cops do yeah, yeah but anyways when he's beating up when they're beating up that first um that first perp he says something about did you pick your feet in in poughkeepsie and then he says it again when he's shaking down the guy in the in the bar, mm-hmm. he says it again, and I was like, "What does that mean? Like, what does that even have to do with anything?" Essentially, what it is that is that it's like a good cop, bad cop uh, interrogation. Uh, I guess real cops uh, Eddie Egan and Sonny Grosso um, in the DVD commentary basically state that that's what it is. It's like you say something so outlandish that it kind of confuses the perp into actually confessing to something else. So you tell them, did you pick your feet in Poughkeepsie? Or I know you picked your feet in Poughkeepsie. Say it, admit it. 
it gets them so rattled and they're already being, you know, they're, they're basically already getting their ass kicked by the cops. Right. That at that point, like anything after that, you're just like, oh, yeah, I, I, I did. I was I have I'm holding weed or or I'm holding a dime, a bag dime or oh, whatever. You see what I'm saying? Like, OK, so they start off with something outlandish, stupid, outlandish, yeah. absurd. It's just some gibberish, basically. And they get they get the person to like they mentally break the, the perp down to agree to that. And so they immediately follow it up with, are you holding any drugs? Yeah. And then they'll they'll, they'll agree to that, too. Holy kind shit. Kind of weird, huh? But it's I an actual, even, supposedly, according to... It's a real tactic. Uh, yeah, it's a real tactic that they used to use. Huh. So, but that phrase in and of itself doesn't mean shit. No. <laughs> like, it's not, it doesn't mean anything. It's just something to sort of get them, get the perp off balance. Interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. Huh. So that chasing with the, with the, with the car on the train, they didn't have any permits. What? To film that. No. And you know what? I heard the same thing about Mad Max. Have you ever seen Mad Max? The yeah. original Mac, Man, Mad Max? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how they had a lot of cars chases and stuff like in out in the, the desert, in the middle shit. of like Australia. Yeah, yeah. No permits. They just just some people doing their doing their job. <laughs> what the fuck? So essentially, what 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 I read was that it was just a bunch of like um, like uh, ads, like our assistant assistant directors, uh-huh. and then a bunch of like off duty cops that would close off the streets, and then they would just shoot, shoot the scenes. What? Yeah. What? How the fuck did they get away with that? I have no idea. But it was the 70s, so you can pretty much get away with anything. I mean, yeah, but I guess I guess I it I guess I am not that surprised that they got away with it, but it doesn't sound like there were any consequences or repercussions afterwards. Well, no, I don't think so. Like but at that point they they've got their film, so Right, but I mean, at gonna, least like uh, you know, did the city of New York levy a fine or something? Like, not, not that I'm aware. Of. That's crazy. Yep. <laughs> and I got one more, and this is something that I'm not sure. I think Jerry caught caught it uh, in his notes. I know I did, so I'll just talk about it here. The significance the significance of the straw hat. Oh no, I didn't catch that. No, you didn't catch. Okay, mm-hmm. so I caught it. I actually, I think I made note of it. So essentially, what when when he says, "Oh, we're they they're off duty." And Doyle, for whatever reason, gets his bug up his ass about like going out or getting these getting these guidos. They never say guidos, but we assume that they're mafiosos. He does use yeah yeah yeah. He, he does use the word guinea, but I think he was um, I think he was referring to Russo for uh, when I he, think when so. He said and then that. he also I think he used greaser as one another word. That yeah he yeah used. yeah yeah. So I guess we're we're made to assume that they're the Italian mob. Mob I don't affili- know. Well, at least mob, mob affiliated. affiliated. Yeah. yeah. So when um, they're tailing one of the guys, they they're in an unmarked car. Of course, they're detectives. They're not, you know, they're not beat cops. So uh, Doyle's character or uh, Gene Hackman's character grabs the straw hat and hands it to Cloudy and says, we're on the job or we're on duty or whatever. And so then Cloudy kind of pissed off, kind of grabs the hat and he kind of throws it into the back. Mm -hmm. And uh, it makes you assume like, oh, he's pissed off, whatever. But essentially what he's doing is he's tossing it in the back window and it lets other cops know that they're undercover cops and that they're on the job. Oh. So it wasn't for anyone else to know. It was mostly for other cops. It was a code between them. Yeah. So they knew. So they're like, oh, straw hat in the back of a car. They're detectives. They're on the job. Like, we can't mess with them. Whoa. So then that would explain, like, a car being out in front of someone's house for sometimes hours, maybe even days on end. Yeah, and who knows? That's, yeah. That's what, that's what it signified. 
So any yeah. So then any black and whites that happen to be rolling around, they would see it and say, "Oh, we're good. Don't don't approach them. Leave them alone." Yeah, dude, that's right? pretty crazy. So I mean, that, and that's the thing. Like, you know, obviously, it it stands to reason because the cops and law, and other you know members of law enforcement, feds, whatever, they probably they obviously had to create their own like shorthand and codes and signals and all kinds of different things because that's exactly what the criminal element was doing at the same time yeah. so in order to be able to do their jobs effectively they had kind to they had to match that kind that of creativity the, kind of be on the same playing field yeah on a level playing field yeah that's that's nuts i'm sure there's other things that we don't know about oh sure even today i'm pretty sure there's stuff that we don't we don't hear okay so okay so that's all i have as far as like the spoilerific stuff I have one. Oh, you have actual uh, spoiler a, or a a trivia? trivia? Sorry, mm-hmm. not spoiler. It's not really trivia. spoiler, but um, I I was I held on to it. I was actually going to mention it to you while we were watching the film, but I was like, eh, I'll save it for the recording, just in case you had it as a note. But <clears throat> this movie and Gene Hackman's character of Popeye was the inspiration for the fast food chain, for the naming of the fast food chain. I did hear about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was I only found out about that because of another podcast that I listened to. And it was it it was um, telling the story, basically like the head to head competition between Popeye's and KFC. Nice. No, it was actually I'm sorry. No. Initially, the story is KFC versus Chick-fil-A. But they throw in Popeye's into the mix because, you know, they actually became a huge player in the that whole chicken sandwich game and all that. Oh, chicken sandwich. Yeah. Particularly for the time of the chicken sandwiches. But. Um, they did go into the origin story of Popeyes a little bit, and that's that's how he got how the how the founder got the name for the chain because he was watching this movie. It became one of his favorites, and when he submitted the I guess the paperwork or whatever to name his restaurant, and that was that was one of the things he was so excited to have come up with a name that he forgot to put the apostrophe at the end. So technically, it should be like. Popeyes, right? Like a restaurant that belongs to Popeye, but he forgot the the apostrophe, and he did that because he was so excited to have come up with a name after having racked his brain to come up with a name for the restaurant. He could not come up with anything good, and so when he thought of Popeyes, he was like, "That's it!" and wrote it down, sent it off, and forgot the apostrophe. So that's why there's no apostrophe. That's anymore. why there's no apostrophe. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, I I had forgotten about it until I kept hearing his name. Like the first few times it came up, I was like, "That's right." This was the, the inspiration for the, the movie ch- that the, did the it. Chain, yeah. The movie that spawned a, a a chain of restaurants, a chicken empire, a Louisiana kitchen empire. By the way, not for nothing, but that chicken sandwich is pretty fucking good. Yes, I have to agree; it's pretty good. I still I still prefer Chick Fil A, but that's just me. Boo! Shut up. <laughs> okay, so that's all I got. Um, Jerry, do you want to start off with your notes or would you like me to start? Um, you go. Okay. You're already talking. Sure. So from the very opening scene, that opening theme, I wasn't sure what movie we were going to watch. Did I put the right movie on? Was it French Connection? Was it Nightmare on Elm Street? Was it Friday (laughs) the 13th? Because good Lord, I was scared. I was nervous. It was very horror slasher movie. Esque. Jesus, I was like scared. I was, I was gonna shit my pants. Well, and you pointed out too that throughout the film, 
the mood of the music changes. Like the you know the 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 tempos and the styles and you like you pointed out like this this soundtrack is all over the place. Yeah, I swear to God, I think half the movie I thought if you just were to close your eyes, you thought you were watching a scary movie, but you weren't. So then, okay, I know the movie is called The French Connection, and there is a couple parts that are I don't even think they were filmed in France, were they? Mm-hmm. Were they? Yeah. Okay. When we when we first at the beginning are introduced to the car- yeah the, okay. the French guys. So they did a very French thing. A guy was out and about, and he went and he bought a baguette. A baguette. La baguette. You know, just like you do. Just, hey, I'm going to buy a baguette and just take it home. <laughs> and then he proceeds to get home, and he gets shot in the face, <laughs> dies, and then someone takes his baguette. Well, the shooter. Rips off a piece of that baguette. Yeah. And then leaves the rest. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. really? That that was that made me laugh. It made us laugh, <laughs> and I made a note of it too. The only thing I'll add to to your note is, I mean, why are you gonna let a good baguette go to waste? But he did. He had like three quarters of the baguette just lie there. Three just quarters, like, dude. That was like nine nine tenths of the baguette take was it, gone. Make some yeah, sandwiches, you know, like a little <laughs> celebration sandwich for for killing your your quarry, your quarry, your the, victim, <laughs> your mark. I mean, you can't let it go completely to waste. That was mostly wasted, though. <laughs> And uh, I know we talked about a chase earlier, but when they're on foot, man, that they could not catch up to that guy. I think they're still chasing that man to this day. They're out there just chasing him down because they couldn't just couldn't catch him. Oh, that's all of part two. It's just a continuation of that Jesus. foot chase. <laughs> that foot chase is like it lasts for like three minutes, and then finally they catch up to him. I'm like, good lord, did it really have to be that long? <laughs> okay, and then speaking of music. I get that Roy Scheider's in this, and I'm pretty sure that this is pre-Jaws. Oh, absolutely. there was a point where it was like, duh, <laughs> duh, and I'm like, are we watching Jaws? This is a special cameo by Jaws. Do we need a, do we need a bigger baguette? <laughs> or uh, if not a cameo by Jaws, at the very least a cameo by John Williams. Somebody, Jesus. <laughs> and I, I got to praise the film. I mean, I know that Gene Hackman is like the the Tom Cruise of his generation back in the day Tom doing Cruise. all his stunts. Oh yeah. All those amazing okay. barrel rolls and <laughs> jumps over railings. And like, I couldn't believe it was him. <laughs> so awesome. It was, it was pretty impressive. And then my final note here is that why, when you have cocaine, <laughs> why, why does every bad guy, every bad guy have, has to have a, a switchblade? And then the, they open the package with said, said switchblade, and yeah. then they take a little bit out. And well, they, and they make a sh- they, they make a particular show of hitting the button, whoosh, they sh- they, and it's like front and center in the shot of the camera. And it's never, and they never hold the, they never hold a switchblade with, with like the whole hand. It's always like the finger, the, the the four, what is it, the four finger, the four finger and the thumb, <laughs> and it's like very they, delicately. Like this is surgery. Well, that, that's how sharp it is. It's like oh a surgical God. instrument. Yes, jeez. <laughs> yeah. You got to treat it with delicacy. I would like to. I would like to know if there's a list out there of, of movies that have switchblades and cocaine in them ah. being utilized in the same fashion. <laughs> Make a list. I'm like, I've seen so many movies that have cocaine in it, and in every single one, there's like someone has a switchblade, look, and look. they slice it open. Like, like I explained to you in in mid movie, a. Switchblades are badass. Yeah, they are. B, what was my B? Oh, B was that switchblades are just part of the criminal element, man. Yeah. Like, like if, if you're looking at a criminal on screen, 
Chances are he's going to have a switchblade. Someone, it's a trope. A switchblade, it's yeah. a trope. <laughs> and that's all I have for my thoughts. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I don't have that many, but so we'll. Uh, what? Why, well, dude? I was actually very invested in the movie, so I was watching. I'm surprised everybody because Joey usually has like 11 notes. Well, I mean, it is double digits, but god damn it! But just barely, just barely. All right. Um. So. The fact that Russo, when he busted into that first bar, the, the fact that he didn't get jumped as soon as he walked in, I thought was a miracle. Because, I mean, clearly he's the only white guy in there, right? But, I don't know, in hindsight, maybe it's because everyone in there knew that he was a cop. I was so just going to yeah. say, maybe everyone already knew who they he was. They knew who he was, so they weren't going to fuck like, with him. this but, motherfucker again. But, man, like, he just busted in there and people turned to look at him like... Boy, what you doing in here? Uh, <laughs> here we go. I love how uh, Russo really stuck to his guns after you know after that that initial bust and all that stuff that he that they were doing, and he was ready to go home and get some rest. and And Popeye was like, "Look, let's just go to the bar and get, just get just one drink, just one drink." He's like, "No, no, I'm gonna go home." Next scene, boom, they're in the bar getting the drink. That's a man of his word right there. Um. Seven thousand dollars a year. How they made a note that uh, that Sal and Angie's uh, what was it a sandwich shop or cafe or whatever it was brought in seven grand a year. Yeah, it was, was like, like a deli or something. Whoo, no? Wow. Yeah, but again, nineteen seventy one. So you gotta you gotta adjust for inflation, I guess. Let's see how much that would be. Oh, Ricky with the calculations. Nineteen. What was it? Nineteen seventy one. Nineteen seventy one. Seven thousand dollars. The equivalent today would be. Damn. $46,000. Wow. Holy shit, dude. That's a... That's me, there's a calculator here. Calculating. Yeah. So adjusted for inflation, that 7000 in that one year would have been 46000 in this that's year. That's pretty that's significant. That's Nowadays, significant. I mean, if you're thinking, if you're talking about take home, like this is what... After rent and expenses. or at the very least, this is what you're putting down on your tax forms. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we knew they were crooked. So, you know, they were, they were dealing under the table. Nah, that's probably true. Like some ham sandwiches under the table. Like <laughs> kick you back some <laughs> little mortadella under little, the table. A little extra mozzarella, if you know what I mean. <laughs> little extra black forest ham, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Wait, what? I have no idea. I'm just hungry. You just what? I'm just hungry. <laughs> oh, you're just hungry again? Jesus. I know we ate, but geez, I'm just ate. talking about like the ham and, and the, the cheese, cheese and the sandwiches. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go on. No, yeah. but like that's um, I guess what they were what they were trying to indicate there. And the thing is, like, because we didn't know what the equivalent of seven thousand dollars a year would be. To, I mean, to us, obviously, it sounds low. Based on then. right, but back then, I mean, forty six thousand dollars. It was it was probably something good enough to make a living, right, or to survive, I guess. But I, I think what they were trying to indicate was that their 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 legit intake wasn't that much. Yeah, it was only that as much. opposed to what they are probably making in the drug trade. With the drugs, yeah, with las drogas. I mean, it's, that's right. Um, oh man. So, okay, so that scene where he's tailing Charnier, was that his name? Uh-huh. Charnier, where he's tailing him, and he, they're doing the whole getting on, getting off the subway thing, and he pulls that girl 
off of the subway to pretend to be like talking to her. He makes her miss the train. I'm like, dick. I mean, obviously, it's not as bad as like taking another dude's car and smashing it up later in the, in the film. She survived. But still, she did survive. Well, so did the other guy, but the car sure as hell did. I was say, the car <laughs> seems. Seemed way better days. I think, yeah, that car was probably totaled. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was just probably the least of his transgressions, but it's the one that, that caught my eye and my attention. Um, okay, so where Popeye was – Doyle was his last name? Yes. Okay, Doyle. So yes. that the scene where Doyle is – well, he um, – the baldy French dude, like, you know, he, he's sniping at him from the roof of that building – Doyle makes it all the way up to the building, sees the gun lying there with the spent bullets, and then all of a sudden, in like three seconds flat, he's back down on the floor level chasing the dude down the street. Come on. Dude, he's Captain America. Oh, man. I mean, I know there's supposed to be some suspension of disbelief here, but... That was a big leap, though. That's a big <laughs> leap. He not only does he get down, and he, like, he, he, find, he sees where he's going. When he's he, not that far off. Yeah, he's like... 50 meter, 50 yards ahead of him. Like, really? Like, that's all? And he was able to. I mean, obviously, it became much, uh, much bigger chase after that. But, I mean, it was, it was still pretty. Yeah, it, it was, was fantastic. It. It, it was fantastic. It was a stretch. Um, man, I felt for the the conductor on the subway. That poor conductor, Coke. No, the engineer oh, is that's Coke. Right. I keep getting those two. Mixed up. Yeah. So the conductor is the dude, as I explained to Ricky, he's the guy on, you know, on, I guess they had him on subways too back in the day, but in the old, like in say in the old timey Western movies, the conductor's the guy that's like, you know, all aboard and then takes the tickets from people or punches their tickets. And the engineer is the guy actually running the train and quote unquote driving it. Right. So same thing here. You had the conductor and the guy Coke, who was the engineer of the subway. Well, the conductor, um, after hearing Popeye say, stop that man is wanted by the by the police by the popo by the popo he keeps an eye on the baldy frenchie that's now on his subway the train takes off and he starts chasing him from car to car but he clearly didn't have a plan and i'm like dude okay if you if you know this is a wanted man you gotta have a plan for approaching him because you have to assume he's armed and sure as shit as soon as they get to the lead car, poor conductor gets shot. Got blown <laughs> away. Blown away, man. I was like, you should have had a better plan, my friend. But that was that was pretty sad. So the chase scene, I mean, I felt like it was a, such a white knuckle ride, right? Um, definitely one of the best I've seen in a long time. Possibly one of one of the best ever, ever. films. Yeah, I mean, I was completely under the impression and assumption that it was going to be cars chasing each other but this that's is what a, i thought too I, but this is a car chasing a subway like <laughs> who does that it was awesome but yeah so the car chase was great and my note about it that i made was that it was gta style 100 like grand theft, auto, grand theft auto no regard to Anything. pedestrians other cars lanes like a, ba- a baby almost got run over oh my god that was harrowing although i'm assuming there was really no baby in the car in the in the little stroller but still um, no, stunt babies are a thing. Stunt, stunt babies? <laughs> really? <laughs> stunt babies are a thing. What, you didn't know? I had no idea. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it got drafted into SAG, like, three years ago. The, this was filmed in 1971. 
So it was grandfathered in from 1971. <laughs> stump babies. You're stunt babies. You heard it here first, guys. Stump babies. They're especially trained. I did. Do, you know what? I'll admit, there was a couple times in that scene where I was like, oh, like bracing well, you, myself. You heard me. I, yeah. was, I was vocalizing both were. a lot. Because, <laughs> I mean, for 1971, I wouldn't expect this, I guess, this level of, of, driving technique and smash and you know smash and drive like i don't know what you would call it but it was so well coordinated and so well done that like you felt it yeah you felt like when other cars would hit him you felt like like when a car would like turn in front of him and he almost hit it oh my god i was like <laughs> especially i think a lot uh, a lot of it had to do with the point of view of the camera because we're seeing what doyle right was was seeing as the driver we, I think we got a lot of different uh, angles on that. Like yeah, we yeah. got some like from the per, uh, pedestrian view. We got some from his view. We got like bird's eye view. So we got a lot of a lot of different angles on that one. I guess what I should say though is that specifically the point of view of Doyle, the driver, yeah, behind the wheel. That's what really made it. What really made it uh, effective as a as a car chasing. I, I it was really really good. You okay there, Jerry? Um, yes. Also, not just GTA style, but also Jerry style, 100 percent with, uh, with, with the anger uh, and the yelling and the and the, the mad grip on the on the wheel, the driving wheel. Uh, look, I'm a great driver. Just don't be an idiot around me. That's Jerry, all. Jerry on a, on a normal Sunday afternoon drive. That's right. Uh, I love I loved your comment <laughs> at the end of the car, uh, the car chase scene. When he pulls the car up into that little painted divider. It's not even an actual divider. It's just painted lines on the street that's, like, dividing the lanes. And he's like, no, it was nice of him not to block the traffic. I'm just saying. Like, I would have been pissed if I was behind him. Like, really? <laughs> you're chasing after your criminal. You're just going to leave your car in the middle of the road. I'm like, after been all the shit he's done, this is well, what you decide. <laughs> at that moment, I didn't know. All I know is that there's a car blocking my road. And I need to get to work. <laughs> or food, whatever it is. Um, okay. Was it just me or did Frenchie Baldy dude, the assassin dude, did he die kind of a little too easily? What do you mean? He was shot in the back. What I'm saying is like, this guy is supposed to be a professional, right? How are, it seems to me like it should have been harder for Doyle to, to kill him. Like he should have, I don't know. Like he's still a man. He's not Thanos. He's not like. I'm not saying imbued he needs to be, with power. I'm not saying he needs to be a demigod or anything like that. But this, like again, this guy is a professional. He's clearly been doing this for a long fucking time. You would think he would have ways of avoiding getting shot. That he died easily is what I'm saying, dude. That was well. First of all, he was running away from Doyle. Well, running up the stairs away from Doyle. So how is he gonna how is he gonna dodge a bullet? Leap off to the side. He had room. He was at the top of the stairs. I he could have leapt to the side. I, I think he was just human. He was doing human things, and he got killed. And Doyle, by the way, was injured. He was not at 100%. He could have very easily have missed with that bullet. I think you asked too much. Maybe, maybe I do. I think you asked too much. Maybe you're right, but I don't know. I feel like his death could have been, could have been a little better. Uh, what else? Oh, during the scene where they're tearing the car apart and the shot of sad Popeye 
Oh, when they when they didn't find anything they, at first. At first, when they don't find any of the drugs, and then he's the just cars, he's the just cars going up, up, and he's just like mm. slowly revealing his face, and he's just sitting there. Ludo says. <laughs> He's sitting there with his hangdog look on his face. Oh, that was so good. Jerry, like, I think Jerry audible a little. Popeye. I did. I, I did. I totally Aww. said, oh, sad Popeye. Car's clean. Or is it? And of course, we find out that it's not. It was dirty all along. Uh, your other comment of he's uh, Russo was moving around like the floor was lava. <laughs> that was so <laughs> So Doyle walks into this. Okay, so they finally corner the druggies, the drug uh, cartel, I guess, and the French dude. They the they're supposedly it's uh, what was that guy's name? The Russo? No, um, Boca. Boca. Boca and the French guy are driving off into the sunset. We could say, <laughs> and then they go over, they crest over the bridge, and they they as they get over, they see all these cops and the they're barricade, like barricade, yeah. And so they drive back. And then French dude gets out and he goes into this like little warehouse. And then, of course, for whatever reason, Doyle knows exactly where he went, even <laughs> though he didn't see them get in there. So he's, he just, you know, all the cops are surrounding the building. And then he just walks in to this like little warehouse. I'm like, what the fuck? Just, you're just going to walk in like like nothing? Like, oh, yeah. Like there's no other criminals in that building except for you and French guy. Right. Right. So then he's in there and he's just about to like he sees what we think is is the perp and then all of a sudden uh cloudy comes out of nowhere and is like hey it's me and he almost gets shot and that so then, was that was butt clenching it was and so then now there's two of them now it's cloudy and it's doyle and they're walking you know walking along and doyle again is in the middle of the room walking really slow with his gun pointed up you know getting ready to shoot <laughs> and fucking cloudy's on the side like near, near i don't know what ovens i don't know what it was who knows a bunch of doors were open and yeah. he's just like Slinking through like he's freaking Cypher or what's his name? Slither from uh, from Dora the Explorer, that little thief. Oh. Kind of slinking his way through. like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Trying I to make any noise that. and he's almost banging into doors. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, to me, he looked like he looked like what a lot of the parody action movies do when they're trying to portray someone who's trying to be stealthy and going from hiding place to hiding place and doing that rolling on the floor thing and then popping up and like pointing a gun out just you know, and waving it around like sw- you know swinging her gun around i think that's the only thing that we needed was it looked silly was him actually doing like a little flip at the, so that he could get from one door to the next door whatever the fuck he was doing <laughs> i just thought it was weird anyways it was uh it was 1970s police stealth i guess <laughs> I'm hoping that the police uh, procedures have been updated since then. Right. Um, and my last note was just just what we've already talked about is a hell of an ending. Hell of an ending. I don't know <sighs> if we want to expand on that anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've already done the spoiler alert, so yeah. I don't know. It just seemed abrupt. It was definitely abrupt. And then no one came to justice. I mean, you could, you could almost say that Doyle and Cloudy were... were I don't know, not prosecuted, but almost seen as the bad guys in this whole entire thing. They, well, they, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were definitely not looked favorably upon by their by their superiors or by their peers. So what happens particularly is that Doyle. at the end, once the shootout, once, okay, so Doyle ends up shooting another detective. Mm-hmm. So there's a scene that we, I guess we should have talked about that. So once once Doyle walks into that warehouse... Like a few minutes later, another uh, another detective that he had been having issues with the entire movie, 
he also walks into that same warehouse, but the same way that Doyle walks in. So I don't understand how the other detective got way across to the other side the other of side. that room. Yeah, so confusing. But anyways, when when Cloudy first joins him, he looks up and he sees someone like kind of run across. Yeah, and you assume that it's the French guy. Right. But we we come to find out that it's not because he shoots the shit out of the guy or Doyle shoots the shit out of that guy, and it's the other detective. Well, so here's my theory. So the first figure might have been the French guy. And somehow the other guy just got a... He, the French guy ran and, and escaped. And then the other detective, like, somehow ended up in that same spot. And all Doyle sees is a figure come to the door, appear at the doorway, looking similar to the first figure he saw walk past it. And so he yells to the figure to stop. The figure doesn't stop, so he just unloads his fucking gun with like thirty-seven bullets. Even though he, even though it was like a revolver, it was like that a six-shooter, six, six-shooter, but there was like eighteen <laughs> shots. So, anyway, so but he unloads. So this, and then the figure dies. Like yeah, he, he shoots the yeah, he shoots the person, and then it looks like he shoots the French guy, right, Charnier. Or they they do they point their guns at each other? No. Oh, m- maybe. No, they just show him. They, they show Doyle, like, oh, I'm going to go get him. And then he goes a different way. And then all of a sudden, it, it cuts to outside, and there's a shot, and then that's it. Right. So at that point, we don't know if Doyle's been shot, if Doyle shot the French guy. We don't know. They cut, and then all of a sudden, you're getting these pictures with, like, a title card. And it's like, oh, this person was arrested, but no charges were brought up because there was no evidence. And then they bring up uh, Boca's wife. Because I think Boca died, right? They got Boca shot, got shot, got yeah. shot. Boca's wife was like, oh, she was um, she was arrested for whatever. For a misdemeanor. Sentence and then, was commuted. Yeah, sentence was reduced. And then they show another one, and it's like, wait, so everyone basically got off. And then it, sh- it cuts to a picture of Doyle and Cloudy, and it's like, oh, they were reassigned, and that's it. And then the movie ends. And you're like, Roll what? credits. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, come to find out, there's a, I guess there's a sequel that I never knew about. I think I did know it existed. I, I didn't know that there was a sequel to this, but apparently in the sequel, uh, Doyle goes after the French guy. After <laughs> Charnier. Now, you did mention that it was Gene Hackman also in the in the sequel. Yes, I didn't I didn't check to see if uh Roy Scheider. I don't think Roy Scheider was I wonder if I, I doubt Scheider was in it, but I wonder if uh if uh the guy that played Charnier. Fernando Ray is Fernando in Ray. It. Oh, he is in it? Yeah. Okay, so I don't know. That might be worth checking out. Yeah, and I'm looking at the at the cast list for part two, and I don't see Roy Scheider's name. Yeah, he he would be one of the top build. Uh, That's interesting. I mean, he might have been he might have been off doing Jaws around that time. Well, when when was Jaws? Seventy four, I think. Yeah, this was seventy five. Well, it was released in seventy five. Yeah, so Scheider was probably off to bigger and better things. So I don't know. I was a little. I, I didn't hate the ending, but I was also not a fan of the ending. Yeah. It, it could have been done better. It could have been done better. Yeah, it or was. It was. Huh? Maybe they had they had plans for a sequel. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that. Maybe, um, maybe they decided to. You know, I'll bet that I, I'll bet you that's what happened because a lot of times they'll divide a novel, which this movie is based off of, right? They'll, they'll divide a novel into two parts for the movies. And make like you know the first half of the movie or the first half of the book into one movie, second half the other part, the sequel. So maybe, maybe that's what happened there. But 
I feel I feel like it could have been I don't know I feel like it could have been done better. Well, because that's the thing you always want. You're always rooting for the good guys. Were, were we rooting were, for these good guys? Were then? Doyle and Cloudy good guys? I would I call them antiheroes. And I guess I guess them going after this big drug trade or whatever, the sixty kilos of, of cocaine, a good thing. But man, that Their beginning, methods. that first. That first part of the movie, the first 10, 15 minutes, it's like there's no way these guys are good guys. Right, right. Their their methods are suspect at at, at best. Um, shady, shady. Yeah, shady cop shit. But um, th- there was definitely and see again, I'm 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 a big fan of journeys, and yeah, I mean the 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 destination wasn't great, but you know the 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 build up and the lead up to the ending was really really fantastic. Yeah, I got to admit it was good. It was a good movie. Um and and this is not again, we're not I don't I think I speak for Ricky from what he's saying here that we're not shitting on the ending completely. Yeah, no. It's just it just it was weird. It wasn't what I expected. And it wasn't what we expected, yeah, yeah. for sure. Cuz we both like just kind of looked at each other. We turned to each other, looked at each other like the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like there's it's got to be more, right? They're just going to this is intermission. <laughs> there was no intermission. It, Ricky was waiting for a mid-credit scene. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe a stinger at the end. I was end. like, come on, Thanos. Thanos is going to come out right now and just <laughs> snap everyone back. <laughs> so that is it, sir. Those are all of my notes. Good, good. Well, that's all. I don't have anything else. You want to? Do you have anything to plug? Yeah, actually, I could, I could do a plug. I know um, what it is. What? I think I know what it is. What do you think it I is? Pre- I, preemptive, I preemptively booed your plug. I mean, I don't know why you would boo a an Indian restaurant. Oh, never mind. <laughs> kind of switched it on you there. Um, so recently I was out in Las Vegas and I had the opportunity to visit an Indian restaurant out there called Tamba. T-A-M-B-A. Now, I don't know if we necessarily have any listeners out in Las Vegas. Probably not. But we are in Southern California and a lot of our listeners are our friends. So we... You know, I think collectively uh, as residents of Southern California, we go to Las Vegas fairly often. So basically what I'm saying is next time you find yourself out in Las Vegas, look up Tamba, T-A-M-B-A, Indian restaurant. It's a little hard to find, but well worth the effort. It is exquisite. And I'm not I'm I'm the guy that doesn't like I don't go for Indian food as like my top pick a lot of times. But this is so well done that I mean, it's. If you have any misconceptions or or false ideas about Indian food or maybe some assumptions or whatever, you know what I mean? Like uh, maybe you've had some bad (laughs) Indian food in the in the past. This place will change your mind. I guarantee you it is unbelievably good. And the service was second to none. So I highly, highly recommend it. Sweet. I don't think I've ever had Indian food before. I mean, if you're going to have it for the first time, I would recommend a place like this. Uh, what if I'm not in Vegas, though? I, look, look, th- I'm sure there are great Indian food restaurants around the area. I just don't know of any right uh, now. Oh, you suck. I'm just saying, like, I if, if you happen to be in that area, Tamba. Like, is it like is it close to downtown or is it close to no, it's the on main the strip. strip? It's on the strip. It's near the Polo Towers. It's actually um, so the area, I guess you could call it an area that it's located in is like it's it's called the Hawaiian marketplace. Sadly, I think it's kind of like an abandoned mall <laughs> because 
the actual building that the restaurant is in, it seems like it it it's a building that would hold multiple stores, but most of them are empty. And it's it's up on the excuse me. It's up on the second floor. Again, just a little hard to find, but it's not that bad. And um, like I said, well worth the effort. Cool. So it's and it's on. Like I said, it's on the strip. It's not off the strip. Um, real good. Real good. Highly recommend. I could have sworn you were going to plug something else. Geeks to drink. Come on. It's back. <laughs> it is back. You're right. That's my plug. But Geeks I, I Geeks to drink is back. <laughs> Man, okay, so yes, Geeks to Drink is back. I had my first quiz back this this couple days ago, Wednesday. Um, I to be honest, and look, you know I'm honest with you, and I'm going to be honest with the listeners. I was shitting a brick, like why leading up to Wednesday because we're working with a new scoring system now. Oh yeah, completely contactless. It's digital. Like, we have no more answer sheet packets. We have no more pencils. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that's gone. So we actually, after years of telling people to put their phones away and not have anything out during the quiz, and if we see you with your phones out, we'll, you know, we'll give you a warning, and for anything else after that, we'll take points off and blah, 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 blah. So how, what are you doing now, then? So, but see, here's the thing. Even, even in the before times with the answer sheet packets, we really couldn't guarantee against cheating. You know, we would we would ask quizzers to kind of keep an eye on each other. And we would we would actually ask the staff if if they remembered to if they if they could to also keep tabs on the players. And if they saw any phones, hey, just give us a quick like, I think that team over there, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so we would, you know, call out reminders over the mic. Maybe again, like I said, if if it continued, then we would have to take off points, take away a joke or whatever. Um, but there really was no way to prevent cheating. So that's basically what we're going off now. We're, we're, I told the players on Wednesday, I'm like, we're, we're working off the honor system here. Like, it's don't be no, a dick. Don't be a dick. It's no fun to cheat. Like, if you're going to be sitting there, like, Googling every answer, that's no fun. Shazamming every song, that's no fun. And honestly, if I start getting answer sheets, or not answer sheets, but if I start getting submissions from people with their answers and all of them are right all the time, come on. You know, I'm, I'm not going to think something's up. Get real. You know what I mean? There it is, guys. So just get like one or two wrong and you're good. But that's the thing. So, okay. So you do that. Who's to say another team's not doing the same thing and they just happen to get just the right. Oh, pues. That's what I'm saying. So cheating does you no good is my point. Cheaters never prosper. Cheaters never prosper. So anyway. Um, Geeks your drink. The fact, well, well, the fact that I had to learn this new answering system, uh, this answer sheet system and everything scoring system. And I was. I had reviewed some of the material before and tried to get myself familiar with it, but there's nothing like actually having to deal with it live in game. Right. So I just, I had to jump in and yeah, there were a couple of hiccups here and there. Like I didn't run it as smoothly as it wasn't perfect. Right. But it was good enough that people still enjoyed themselves. It seemed like everyone had a good time. Everyone was very patient with me, (laughs) thankfully, but I, I didn't expect anything less out of them. But still, it was nice, you know, that they were. And uh, now that I have at least one quiz under my belt with the new scoring system, I think next week and forward will be much, much better. So, so what you're saying is from now on, perfection. So, yeah. So it's maybe it was good that you skipped this week for quiz. Next week should be a lot better. So maybe you should show up for those. <laughs> so Geeks Who Drink, Wednesdays at 7. That's right. Hosted by drink. your very own co-host here, Jerry. Jerry Oki. That's right. Quizmaster Jerry Oki. 
Oh, sorry, quiz master. That's Nerd. A, that's my title. Yeah, I got your title yeah. right here. Anyway, uh, but yes, Ricky's right. Wednesdays, 7 o'clock at Dirty Nelly's in Costa Mesa. That's D-U-R-T-Y. You, you guys got to go because I, I can't go anymore. Why can't you go? Because you banned me. Who banned you? You did. I did not ban you. Because you don't like it when people ask for question number eight. No, you can ask for question eight. It's number nine. You used to always get mad at me for asking for question number eight. No, you would ask for question number nine. And you would say, Ricky, you're no longer invited to quiz. And I would be like, thank God. (laughs) Thank God, you dick. (laughs) I know, it's funny. I told told Teresa and the girls uh, on Wednesday that it was back. And they're like, why are you here? I'm like. Because I don't want to go. They're like, But it's Jerry, and it's his debut. I go, he debuted like seven years ago. Like, he's okay with not me not Ten. being there. Ten years ago. God damn. Ten years ago. Jesus, Jerry. Yeah. So you've been doing it for nine. Because you, no. you missed a year. No. You missed a year. I Look, I have kept myself active as a quiz master even during lockdown. It might not have been in a live situation, but I was being quiz master. I was quiz mastering during the lockdown. That's gross, Jerry. You need to put that shit away. Look. Go that's that was, that was my quiz master right there. That's my <laughs> Jerry just forcefully put his foot on top of the table. I don't know why. It's weird. That's not a foot. That's not a foot. I know. <laughs> okay, so that's it. That's, I don't have any. That that was that good plug. I, Great plug. I could have sworn that was gonna be your plug because I thought you were gonna be so excited to like quiz is back. Yay! I left it for you. You did not. You weren't even going to mention it. <laughs> he, you want to leave your listeners without quiz on Wednesdays. How dare you? I wanted to switch it up a little okay, bit. Okay, fine. So I think we, I think I, well, I know what the next episode is going to be, but Jerry thought that we might switch it up. So I don't know what the next episode is going to be at this point. We may have to discuss. I mean, I think that, and listeners, if you agree with me, hit us up, send us a message. I think that in honor of Pride Month, since this is the beginning of Pride Month, we should watch The Birdcage because it was brought up, and I think it'd be a great a great uh, tie-in to to Pride Month. Just like we do scary movies in October. I'm not I'm not denying that we still have a whole month to do Pride movies maybe, if we need maybe to. Maybe we should do. But we had scheduled Dirty Dancing next. I mean, okay. Look, scheduled. Look, <laughs> look. All I'm saying is that if the fans respond and say Dirty Dancing, we're doing Dirty Dancing. But if they respond and they say Birdcage, then we'll do Birdcage. How about that? Okay. All right. We'll leave it up to you guys. So hit us up. Like, you know, we're we're definitely, let's see. Shoot us an email. Shoot us an email. Crimes Against Pop Culture. DM DM us on Instagram. Wait, it's it's Crimes Against Pop Culture at gmail.com, right? Yes. Uh, Instagram. What are we at on Instagram? Uh, Crimes Against Pop Culture Podcast. Okay. At sorry, at Crimes, at Against, Crimes Pop Against Pop Culture Podcast, and then Facebook. We do have a Facebook page. Crimes Against Pop Culture. I gotta get that. There's probably an easier link, like Facebook.com/slash Crimes Against Pop Culture. I think is what it is. Yes, but if you want to just look it up uh, when you're on Facebook, it's Crimes Against Pop Culture, and then you'll see our, our ugly mugs doing Kevining. <laughs> That's right. We need, to update, we, need to, we need to update our pictures. Let me just take a quick look here. Hold, please. Oh, I don't have any connection. Damn Boo. It. 
Get a new get a new phone. No, but this is where I'll be able to see the URL. Hang on. Yeah, I don't know how you would look it up with a URL. That's why I'm trying to. But if you go to Facebook and you click on the little search bar at the top of the page and enter Crimes Against Pop Culture. Just hang on. We'll pop up and you can just click on there. You can hang add, on there. I can, got it. You can add us as a fra- favorite page. You can comment on there. Aha. It is indeed Facebook.com slash Crimes Against Pop Culture. Yay. Yay. I'm going to insert the kids cheering right here. So that so please hit us up there and let us know what yourself. you would like us to watch. Dirty Dancing a, or The Birdcage or B. or. Some other movie uh, in honor of okay, uh, Pride Week. Pride Week. Pride Month. Sorry. You want to shorten it a whole month to a, to a week, Jerry? Jeez. I mean, come on. Who does a month? So that's all we got. Again, reach, reach out to us on our social medias. And then we'll be back with our next episode soon, hopefully. Maybe within two weeks. Sounds good to me. I like this uh, easy breezy schedule. Weekly was a bit much. Yeah. You know, easy breezy. Okay. I, I can see that. Yeah. Weekly that. weekly was a bit much, I it think, was. for us. So I, I think every couple of weeks is probably good. Sweet. And look, clearly we're bringing you top shelf entertainment. Yeah. We're like <laughs> the Kirkland brand of tequila. How dare you, sir? We <laughs> Kirkland wouldn't even be on that shelf, my friend. We're talking Patron. We are definitely not Patron. Not Patron? Oh. We're not even freaking, we're not even like The Rocks tequila. Corralejo? Mm. Uh, Casadores? Mm. Damn. All right. Look, as long as, we're below not, that. as long as we're not Cuervo. Oh, no, definitely not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll see you guys. We'll not see you. We'll, yeah, we'll talk to you. you. We'll talk to you. We'll talk at you soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. And... I guess we're not doing the uh, the sign-offs anymore. Why not? We can do it. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And this... Damn it. Thanks for listening, everyone. And put it on the list. What just happened? Jerry had a stroke. And stay moist. So we're just going to sit here and not say anything? No, you're you're the one that starts it off. Dick. Why is it always me? Are you not the captain of this ship? I am. Then I, shut the fuck up. I am the captain now. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I am the captain. My mic is on. Hello? Is yours on? Check, check, check. Yes? Hello? All right. Look, it's working.